all of Kathy, Kathy's kooky behavior really wore me out this season. I was just like, if Kim did one of these things, they would be ringing a rehab facility like yesterday. But you know, when you're rich, they call it eccentric, I suppose. Yeah. They're a liar. We were seeing Yolanda, you are a liar. well i hope you're doing well and i hope you are living well you are now tuned into the greatest most amazing show on earth yes our show tea girls and you're joined by me jamil and adam and we actually have a special guest with us today our lovely friend dan oh, and he is hi. living large with this this i can't even Class, who are you explain squad yeah. Glam Squad, honey, yes. Who was the inspiration, by the way? Um, Dorit. Dorit is so well-dressed. She puts a lot oh. of care into it. We call her Dorito. Oh, I... Yeah. Dorito it was. Dorito it is. I'm going to lean against the window. Yes. No, the oh, backdrop is Yeah, <laughs> Melbourne I'm... behind me. Oh, I was, yeah, I was wondering where you are. I was like, that doesn't look like we're in Brisbane anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not with the observation skills like leaning in yeah like leaning right. in like detail oriented. oh my god um so adam as usual what episode are we up to we are up to episode 23 we're back to being able to do it on two hands i was going to say three fingers but that's actually five um episode 23 reunion part three three or four Ooh. One more to go. It's been a long run. I say this every week, and maybe Dan can chime in as well. Can you believe it is episode 23? Okay, crickets. No, I like I really like no, no, it's crickets because we're just tired. Yeah, it has been six months. It has been taken over my life. (sighs) We like it. Woo! Preach it again. Taking over everyone's lives. Yeah. Everything I've learned about Erica has been against my will, but go ah! on. Yeah. We're like all these needless facts that we're like spreading to our friends and we're like, who is Erica? Yeah. Who are you talking about? I don't understand anything we're you're saying. We're literally talking about this woman like she's a part of our family and like she's like us personally dirty and like we're an orphan or a plain victim. So shall we get into it? Let's do it. This episode was, um, yeah, there's a lot of answering questions from the viewers, right? Uh, so we started off with Kathy, you know, breaking down, yada, 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 crying about as their mother, it was very sad, um, and clearly Kyle regrets nothing at all. Um, she's like, you bitches should have just watched it, and we wouldn't be in this. She was very much giving the youngest sibling energy, it's like, I'm going to do this, and everybody else has to accept the respons- right. responsibility of this. Yeah. 100% agree at the end of that. the day, she got Kim Richards' house. So, like, Kyle does not need to care. She got the house. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly true. Um, but they finally came together by the kids. The kids, because they wanted somebody's turkey. They wanted Aunt Kathy's turkey. Mm. So, um, happy they're all together. Um, I love how Andy was sneaky, trying to get credit for their reunion. Oh, um, <laughs> But also wanting to see the trio together. Will we see Kim on the show and Kathy at the same time? Thoughts, feelings, opinions? I don't know about you two, but I wanted to bring this up. Are you invested in the Kyle-Kathy relationship? I'm not really. 
I think because, yeah, because Kathy wasn't on the show for, you know, 10 years, I don't really care that they weren't speaking. Like, she hasn't been speaking to us for 10 years. Like, I'm not that interested in, like, what made Kim and Kyle so compelling was that Kim was on the show and you could see the other side of the relationship. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah I, maybe it's an unpopular opinion, but I don't really need to see Kathy back next season. I don't know why she was on this many parts of the reunion. I want to see Kathy back because I think she's hilarious. In this, like, really, and she, like, she gives nothing, and I think sometimes <laughs> that's okay. Dorito doesn't really give nothing but fashion. But I think what would make it funny is if we bring Kim back, who gave everything. She gave yeah. um, alcoholism. She gave <laughs> drug misuse and drug accidental misuse. Henri in the limo with Lisa. Shoplifting. Was, yeah. as Lisa said. Allegedly. Wackadoodle. It was wackadoodle time. And I liked that about Kim. She was batshit crazy. Well, I just kept thinking, like, all of Kathy, uh, Kathy's kooky behaviour really wore me out this season. I was just like, if Kim did one of these things, they would be ringing a rehab facility, like, yesterday. <laughs> but, you know, when you're rich, they call it eccentric, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. I lo- yeah, they were very careful on that word, too. She's very eccentric, <laughs> if you will. I was like, mm, she's fucking crazy. Like, let's just be honest. It's like forgetting the like your health's name is just now eccentric rather than just like being a poor employer. Yeah. Just, just now rude. hold on. Nicki Minaj moment. Now hold on. Oh. We we asked the question, who was the lady? Who was the lady? Paula. Paula. Her name is Paula. Did what you guys get the feeling that that wouldn't have made it into this episode? That would have left left it on the cutting room floor if they didn't. Wasn't a social media backlash about that? hundred uh, yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody was going off. I saw it in the Twitter sphere. They're like, "The lady, how dare she? The lady." I was like, "Damn." And okay, so question: Would you ever sit at your? Would you ever do dinner on tray tables? Um, no. What it was about the tray tables in particularly that like really really took me out of like the capitalist mythos. I was like, Kathy and her family are sitting around eating fucking lean cuisines on a tray table. What brought me out of it was like, oh yeah, me and Rick do it with the kids. Like Paris and Nikki Hilton are not sitting around no. on a tray table eating microwave ready meals. No. And also yeah. as for kids. They're 40 years old. They are in their <laughs> 40s now. Hold on. I do feel like Paris would be eating some microwavable dish because if you watched her cooking show, the bitch does not know how to cook <laughs> at all. <laughs> Honestly, she walked into a shopping deli and she's like, what is this? It was cheese. So I don't really have high hopes on her cooking skills. But we, say that. but we also saw when Paula brought out the meal that her and Kyle ate, it looked like like a ball of like crafted French onion dip that had just been like plonked on some like romaine lettuce leaves with a few fucking Jack's crackers. I was She's like, She's old, okay. remember? She can only eat soft foods. <laughs> oh yeah, did her own dental work. Yeah. Yeah, you know she's got to take care of the dentures five thousand x. Garcelle, she forgot her sister's name. They brought it up, and then she was like, "Yo, I had a falling out with my sister too," and I'm like taking notes. And we were like, "Yes, notes, unnecessary, but thank you." Yeah, this was kind of like a box ticking episode for Garcelle when it she was like, "They were." I don't really. It's like Kyle and Kathy. I don't care about their drama. I don't know Carol. Who is Carol <laughs> in this world? 
And then yeah, when, that's what I said. And then when they asked, like, oh, who's the best dressed? And she was just like, Dory. She puts a lot of care. Like, she doesn't care. Garcelle should have said me, and I'm the best dressed. <laughs> she really should have. But she was on sort of autopilot this episode. You're Wasn't right. It really, it really was very, like, box ticking. Like, oh, well, I had drama too. Check. Oh, I forgot my sister's name too. Check. But like, yeah. Garcelle, you brought some heat. Now you need to turn that up and come back next season yeah. and go yeah. gung-ho full force. Yeah, not Honestly, a lot from Garcelle in this episode. No. We only heard from Crystal because she was the newbie. So she was discussing, oh, so all of the hate messages that she got. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing? Her bulimia. Bulimia. Yeah. So she, at this point, she's still sticking with the word violation, right? She's not going to let that go. Good. <laughs> Good. And Sutton was bringing that, that up too. She's like, I think the word violation was too far mm. and i think it's really good that she brought up the point of like people were really trying to police my feelings mm. See, like I'm you don't get a right the... to say how i should mm. feel i'm still in the camp that personally i don't think it was a violation but <laughs> i think when you factor in like the bulimia and the body dysmorphia and all of that mm. then it makes sense for that person who feels that way to have a name for mm. it and i'm like well i can't really take that away from you if that's what you feel Mm-hmm. That's what you feel, but we, the audience, get to create our own narrative, and we get to clap back at these women and say, "Well, we're invalidating you because you're an audience." Like you're parking. I, just, yeah, I just don't think "violate" is the right word. I think it was just awkward. She caught you within like a personal moment. You felt a little bit, Ooh. but to me, That's violation cool. is very, it's very like a salty in the realm of assault. I don't know, spiritual, emotional. I don't know. I didn't I didn't have an issue with Violet in this time. I think what pushed I was already Team Crystal on this argument. But I think what pushed me over the edge was what she explained is like maybe if Sutton and her had gotten off to a better start on the trip, she would have felt a different way about it. So I, I can see where she's coming from in that sense because it's like we were not in a good place. I found it weird at the time watching the episode that Sutton was like, I'm going to take her coat to her because I'm a nice person. I'm like, don't. Just go to bed. Go to sleep. Leave it alone. True, true. But, and then, yeah. Sutton's so dramatic. Of course she has to do something like that. Let me just come into your room and see your titties. <laughs> now we have to ask uh, Dan before we move on. Mm, mm. The leather pants, ugly or not, mm. would you wear them or not? Um, I'm a bit uh, um, Kathy's side with this. I wouldn't wear them because they wouldn't look good on me. Oh? But I didn't mind them. I, I thought Sutton was just finding any any straw to pull out and just said ugly leather pants. I didn't find them ugly. <laughs> You, you go, Crystal. <laughs> it's like when men want to, like, insult you and they don't have any other thing but to, like, like the, one, <laughs> the one thing you're like, oh, my God, you bloody red-shirted bitch. And you're like, okay. All right. <laughs> you red-shirted, you red-shirted <laughs> bitch. Or you bitch with braids. You're oh, like, oh, wow. Like, I'm talking about colour. The ladies were like, I don't see colour because somebody brought it up. Uh, it's Kathy that brought it up. And again, we always say this. They don't have the vernacular. to Anyway, moving on. Um, Sutton followed it up with an apology. I didn't even see that part. No, I do. Um, I like the part where Andy just said, now we've just spoken about Crystal. Now what does everybody like about her? As if we're in therapy. <laughs> How do we all feel about Crystal? 
But what got me, I made a note about this segment was like the way they treated Crystal bringing Chinese culture on the show was very different to how they treated Garcelle bringing up race or like they made her Chinese New Year party the finale party. But Dory, uh, Garcelle had to host her Haitian dinner in her little backyard of her townhouse. Like, what was that? That, like, it just didn't sit right within my soul. Mm. I, you know, and yeah, agree. I thought a lot of the storylines that revolved around Crystal's, uh, kind of like her showing off her culture, the dumplings. Oh, we had a blackout. Yeah, my live stream something funny. Just keep talking. Um, the dumplings, the finale party. It felt almost like romanticized in a way. Like Bravo was like, we're gonna do the most around this, and we're gonna make it really opulent and like seductive and really like blingy and da da da. But fuck, sorry, Garcelle, you're gonna have to do the hard yards and lay before us with uncomfortable yeah. conversations. These women who have no business talking about race. Etc. So I do feel like there was a mismatch, and yeah. I think a lot of it felt. Mm, sorry, yeah, it felt to me like they were sort of playing into the model minority card with Crystal. It's like even with her story about her dad, like oh they, you know, Chris, and the whole season was like oh Crystal doesn't have to bring up race, whereas Garcelle was forced to have the sit down with Kyle at the start about her comments at last year's reunion, and they, you know pushed her to the point of tears in um, San Diego about and Kathy Hilton's weird comment about not seeing colour and yes, I have, I'm the only person, I've also been the only person in a room and felt isolated. Okay, Kathy, it's because you're pulling out people's teeth. Yeah. That part. <laughs> a but, freaking mess. Yeah, I, I was just a little uncomfortable. I, I want to see Crystal Question come back now. next season without this sort of baggage yeah. Of and maybe you know some more people of color. Maybe some of her and Garcelle's friends. Come on. Anyway. Now the question I also pose is: during this, do you feel like Crystal could have done more by the by way of solidarity or chiming up in those difficult conversations to help Garcelle out, or do you or do you feel like she may have back shrunk off a bit? How do you feel? Because sometimes I felt I was like, well, where's Crystal? If that was my girl sitting at the table, you yeah. damn well know that I'm going to be mouthy and like say something, but I don't know because I'm I'm not Chinese, so I can't really say how I would be. But didn't Crystal say in the beginning, she's like, I don't, she didn't say this, but she basically was saying, I don't have to help, she can do it herself hmm. kind of thing. Right. <clears throat> I think it was in like a previous reunion, two reunions ago. Right. But I think she should have. And I I think I said, oh, it's this whole intersectionality thing. Like, she can only talk on so much. But she should be able to assist somewhere along the line. Right. I guess, but it's also hard. Like, they don't know. They are strangers to each other. True. Like, True. would you be on a national television show with the only other person of colour on this cast mm. and, you know, go in for that hard conversation when you're trying to endear? And she says she's getting all these hundreds of hate messages. Mm you know, that also plays into it as well. Like, I think it would be, like, I do agree she should speak up, but I can also see that it would be difficult to do so, you know, to make that leap. And I think Bravo in that kind of context, because absolutely correct, I think what Bravo did was let 
the viewers down and they've kind of put these seeds into our head by giving the, the two different edits that Crystal's culture got and what Garcelle got. Like, like exactly what you said. They've given two different kind of things where the viewers are like, oh, hang on a sec. We're, we're able to point out the difference, but we're struggling to sort of name the particularities of why it was quite upsetting to see Garcelle constantly having to defend herself quite from these malicious... Some of these attacks were quite malicious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'm fucking lot. It's too much. It's so exhausting. Every mm. week we do this show, I have to prepare myself. Like, do a little spa day just to uh, reinvigorate. But anyway, enough about me. Um... <laughs> Why are we so surprised that Dorit pays retail for all of her <laughs> outfits? Like, we the people pay retail. We don't get discounts just because we've got so many followers. Like, also, well, shut up. Why would Louis Vuitton care about yeah. Dorit? Who is Dorit in the Louis Vuitton world? Who is she to design a Nicola Gessier? Like, honestly, who is she? No, wait, we should have been asking Sutton. Does she get, does she pay retail? Ooh. I don't know. She gets a free tiara know. every year. Yeah. Is that true, though? Does she really get a free yeah. tiara every year? It'll be interesting to see how Sutton goes forward, like, with her partnership with Dolce & Gabbana, because they have, I guess, recently, in recent years, have been outed as problematic. Oh, yes. And that was kind of Sutton's crutch last year. It's like, oh, I'm the Dolce & Gabbana person. Mm. So, you know. I mean, I don't care that much. I, you know, I don't think Sutton dresses well in the designs that she does wear. But I mean, you know what my favorite outfit of hers was? What? The one where she looked like a waiter with that big <laughs> bow. That's obviously a lie. That big Willy Wonka <laughs> bow. I think the yeah. same. I always thought the same was like Sutton. You're rich, rich. You got money, money. You need to start dressing like you got money, money. Yeah, but she can wear whatever she wants. And because people perceive her as, like, super rich, mm-hmm. they can be like, you look absolutely amazing, and still be yeah. nice. Like with Kathy with the lampshade hat or the coffee oh. filter hat. She's it's so chic. No, it's not chic, Kathy. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure her kids were saying that's disgusting. <laughs> but whatever. We've already established that Kathy cannot see very well, so maybe she thinks it's a different kind of hat. I, feel like I mean, the designer's getting a lot of business now. Sorry, <laughs> she's got like some, she's got some like blindness or a stigma. I don't know if that's the term. It's something's going on where she can't see. She thought Garcelle was Kyle. <laughs> glaucoma. 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 She just doesn't see color, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe you she win. really wants true. Like she doesn't see. Yeah. She doesn't fucking see at all. Yeah. Yeah. She's like in black and white like a dog. That's why she connects with Sue Ann. Wait, is it Sue Ann? I fucking can't remember. Who's are the dog? Yeah. I don't know. Sue. Pookie? No, not Pookie. Hunky Dory. <laughs> I don't at know. This point. Kathy just gives um, it a new name every week. We don't know. Yeah. The also, lady. <laughs> I would like a friend who invests in luxury bags, but also buys me bags just because they can. I believe we should all have that friend. Okay, Do you well, not agree? Does anyone know where we can get one? Adam, I'm looking at you. 
<laughs> also, Dan, I'm looking at you yes. now that you live in Melbourne and oh, yeah. your marketing lifestyle. And you've got Thank that you. the cap on, so you're giving yeah. us both. No, I pay retail like everybody else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right then, moving on. It looks like we're not getting any luxury bags this year. It's a lot of just answering questions this episode, but what I really wanted to get to was whether or not anybody would get, get their dental or hair done by Kathy. <laughs> No, Erica. So she's keeping score. She's keeping score, everybody, of who's going to be with her and who's going to be against her. And it's going to be a very sweet day. Is it? She didn't answer any of those questions. This was such a nonsense segment. She didn't say anything like, I'm going to keep that to myself. Yeah. And then Andy's like, is that the answer? And she's like, that's your answer. And you're like, but you didn't say anything. You just sat there and gave him a look. Oh. So they kind of, <laughs> Kyle is a little bit upset because she's been reading the blogs and she's seen that Erica isn't happy with her. And she's like, this this can't be right. We need to still have a relationship. We need to have a friendship. And I just thought she came off desperate, really desperate, and was reaching a lot. And she's like, what you need to understand is, we weren't coming for you at that party. Honestly, you were coming for her at the party. You know, words hurt, but you said it. You said it in your confessional, so I don't know why you're so upset. And then Dorit had to chime in. She's like, we didn't really mean it. You know, there was a lot of issues happening. And, you know, we were just coming up with the story. I was like, wow, you can really dance around the situation at this point. It is just lies upon lies and then that and I don't know if you've noticed that animalistic nature from Erica when she's just like I'm angry with the teeth why does she have to show her teeth like that it's so intense giving away giving away her age like glamps is it able to like clip and pull it back because yeah whether their resources have been cut we've got to ask Dan Mm -hmm. to give us a quick Mm. recount on where he stands with Erica what he thinks she knows what do you know? What do you think? Okay. Yeah. What do you think? Well, okay. I don't really care for Erica on the show before this. I didn't think she brought anything really to the storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, this season has probably uh, reaffirmed that. Like, even though it has been the driving storyline of the season, she hasn't been saying anything. And she runs, like Sutton said, she ran away from the conversation when it first broke. So. And she keeps giving these non-answers, like, oh, wait and see what I will do. What will I do? You'll have to wait and see. Like, what? This, I I don't care almost. Like, I just want it done. I Like, and because there's no resolution, because Tom's allegedly incompetent, there's not going to be a resolution, I don't think, to this. So I don't see this going anywhere. So as to whether I think she knew or anything, I'm a bit, uh, like, you know, no, she didn't know what Tom's wheelings and dealings were allegedly at the firm because she wasn't there. But you're married for 22 years. How do you not ask questions, even if he throws it back in your face and says, you know, don't worry about it? Like, you can do that for, you know, one year, two years, or the first five times it happens. You can't do that for 22 years of marriage. Like, at some point, where does it stop? You have to 
you know, any person who's reasonably smart will say, oh, something's not right here. That's where I stand on it. Anyway. And I think that's what a lot of people, that's where a lot of people at. They're like, okay, a lot of us accept that if he was controlling the finances, that a lot of that was out of her hands, out of her sight, and we operate on the adage, out of mind, out of sight. But for 22 years, you would want to know, and I keep, I've said this a million times, if you are like Erica and you weren't born into that lifestyle, you weren't born into money, you come from nothing, mm-hmm. you're going to want to know, am I going to be able to pay my clams for this year? How much money do I have to spend? Is this money drying up? Or do you have any lawsuits coming at you that's going to affect my money? You're going to want to make sure that bread, the breadcrumbs are still scattered on the ground so you can... That's the part that I, I think a lot of people struggle with. It's like, when you come, like, I'm a bitch. If I came into that money, I'm going to be making sure I know how much is coming in next year and the year after, how much money i got to spend, everything. Mm. But then I think Garcelle's point rings true where she's like, you know, she was living such an amazing lifestyle. Did she really want to know? No. No. And th- that's it. Like, no. There's probably part of her that did not want to know. I mean... If I knew, I definitely would have been squirreling money away in the Cayman Islands and then divorced him. Because, as Dan said, she's reasonably smart. Mm-hmm. She wasn't that smart to do that. Yeah, it's an average level intelligence, yes. I But though I do want to know how she legally was able to leave him and have a house and car and all that. So she obviously had to be putting money away. Again, don't care. But she knew. But the thing is, if she was putting money away, then it kind of under undoes this idea of, well, all my money that I made went to him. Every single money that I had was his. He gave me an allowance. But there's just, it was just like, like Dan said earlier, it was just frustrating that every turn where you think you can get an answer out of her, oh, I can't answer that. Oh, wait and see. You'll, you'll see soon. And you're like, well, when soon? Your husband's literally dissolving. Um, his tissues are not dissolving. Now. His acuity <laughs> is gone. It's not like Teresa Judice's husband, where we saw him go to jail and we saw him get deported and we see him in Italy. Like Tom is done. This is it. Yeah. Which is so freaking sad because she even said it. Like w- the case is just going to go on for so long. We don't know what's going to happen for a while. And it's like, wow, these victims, if they're literal victims that you can see physically and we're not going to have any resolution within the next that's why i'm on the erica thing i'm not i'm less interested in the dynamic between uh erica and tom Mm -hmm. because tom's as you say adam tom's done like you know i don't really care about that um i care that the victims are paid and you know it's all about the victims yes tm um but i'm more interested in um, how Erica fit into it as a storyline, but also I want to get you guys' opinion. If this was your friend, I guess I want the storyline in next season to be like, if this was your friend, would you stick by them like Lisa Rinna is? Or would you be, or would you drop them? Ooh. It's such a... Because I, I, I genuinely, from my part, I, I would find it difficult. Like, if that's truly your friend, you find it hard to believe. I'm a bit not that I like Kyle that much, but I am on her side when she says, you can't think of that person in that way. Like, that's not how you know them. But yeah. <laughs> Once that TikTok, I'm going to stick beside him. <laughs> um, <I'm in. laughs> 
no, I'm a facts person, and mm-hmm. if the facts, like I'm, I'm like the Sutton. I'm getting the receipts. I'm looking. I'm asking questions, and if it's not ringing true, I'll be there, but I'll be afar. Mm. I'm not gonna. I I, I couldn't. Mm. If you're not, if you're lying to me, clearly lying to me, and I can see that we're not gonna have a the same relationship because the trust is gone. The honesty and the trust is gone. Yeah. Well, I, that's that's same for me, but. I also would struggle because there's a difference between knowing someone for five years and having a really incredible relationship for five years. And then knowing someone in my case, a lot of my friends I've known since I was primary school, high school, 12 years old, when it's mm. that long and that deep and personal, and you've got so many memories, it would be very, very, very hard. And I think in a lot of ways for a few people, I would stick beside them. <laughs> Weather the storm, <laughs> fucking roll my eyes. But at the same time, I would also be making sure that they know that I would be having extreme boundaries moving forward with that friendship and knowing that that I'm not happy. Like, you've ticked me off because you've ticked a bunch of other people off. And that for my own safety, for my own peace of mind, I have to create a boundary. That doesn't mean I'm going to throw you to the wolves, but I need to... Throw to the wolves, honey. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's it's difficult because like when it's a cl- it's like all of us if it's a really close best friend or a family member and this is why I say a lot of you know cancel culture whatever you want to call it doesn't really succeed because it's really hard to treat people you love as disposable over one thing because you hold on to memories you hold on to good times you hold on to the hope that you know they haven't done this or they can change or this can be fixed it's it's difficult I mean, I've I I can drop friends easily. <laughs> that she's letting us know she's like hard. at any moment I will end this live stream. Yeah, yeah, I'm goodbye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm finishing the show off by myself. Yeah. Weakest link. No, but I, I no, it's not a toxic trait. I don't think it's just getting rid of. Is it me? Am I the drama? <laughs> <laughs> Dan, would it be if you're here right now? God, I would have yeah. lost your number ages ago when you moved to Melbourne. You left yeah. me. No, I'm kidding. That's actually a good question. I believe that. But anyway, oh, that's wow. how I feel about the Erica situation moving forward. I, I'm not that interested in the Erica Tom bit. Like, right. that's done. That's going to be resolved in the courts or whatever. Yeah. This show is about these seven women. Seven? Yeah, anyway. Mm. It's about these women. That's what I'm interested in. I want to see the interpersonal relationship play out and how, like you say, Adam, like, I think that's what the criticism has been of Dorit and Lisa and Kyle. Like, they're not setting boundaries. It looks like they're letting Erica get away with this. Yes. Quote, yes. unquote. Um, but that's what I'm more interested in seeing next season. So, but yeah, Erica, Tom, I'm tired of talking about it. Leave the man in his, in the Shady Pines retirement home, wherever he is. Now, I Thank think you. this would be a good point to ask you on that note about them, you know, not setting the boundaries, not asking hard questions. Because we saw last season how Lisa Rinna was with Denise. And Lisa Rinna this season has been particularly slammed. And this is the first season or, yeah, this has really been the first season where I've said, I can't stand Lisa Rinna this season. I think there's something different. I don't know if that's a perspective you're sharing. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Um. I've been thinking about this a lot because Lisa and I feel has been the driving force of the storyline for the last, I want to say five seasons almost. And Lisa Rinna is a television professional. 
I may not like her as a person, but as a quote-unquote real housewife, that's her job title. She's very good at it. Yes. And at this point in her career, her only job is to stay on television and generate opinion and comment. And she's very good at that. So as much as I dislike Lisa's actions and I on the show, and, you know, I may not like her if she was a personal friend of mine. I, I'm actually sure I would not like her as a person if she was an actual friend of mine in real life. But as a character on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I'm going to give her a pass this season because, you know, we're talking about Lisa Rinna. She's making money when we're not. So, um, and, you know, she, this has been the first genuinely interesting season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in a long time. But Lisa Rinna really carried the show on her back with the Munchausen accusation back in season six. You know, the we're still talking about the dinner in Amsterdam, which was um, eight years ago, guys. Oh, eight years ago. Iconic. I can't believe that's eight years ago. That is television, top yeah. television. That's iconic. Yes. So I'm giving Lisa Rinna a pass this season. Um, but, you know, I can understand, like, her behaviour is very poor and terrible and <laughs> for a real-life person. But as a character on a show, right. I don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> that, no. Okay, yeah, I see that. Because what we did the poll earlier this year, we were like, do we want to see Lisa Rinna back? And a lot of people were like, no. But it wouldn't be a show. It wouldn't have the drama. It wouldn't have the peaks. It wouldn't have the lows without Lisa being the antagonist. Oh, yeah. And I think I voted no, but I'm going to change my answer to yes. Because like, <laughs> I think, yes, yeah. I think there's a lot of truth. Like, she has pissed me off this season. But I think job done. Job well done. Yeah, like last season with all the Denise drama, what else were we talking about? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So Lisa Rina is very good at her job. Like you, you may not like her job, but she's very good at what she does. Oh, yeah. That part. Um. So Dan, do you think Denise will make a appearance next? No. Week? I don't know why they keep <laughs> bringing her back. She wasn't interesting the first time. She's not going to come back because Charlie Sheen is probably suing her, and she has to pay legal bills for that. I'm I'm not that interested in knowing about Denise Richards and her weird anti-vax husband. Oh, he's weird. <laughs> Wasn't he weird, Aaron or Aaron or the way yeah. he spelled his name? Anal, oh, Aaron. Yeah. The deep north yeah. suburbs of Brisbane, with like three child, tied and violent, tired. <laughs> Are they all from Orderly? Orderly is that how you say it? Yeah, but Orderly's kind of like nearly inner city, like nearly. Anyway. I don't anyway. know the north side, okay? Anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so they're really, I again, this episode was just a lot of fluff. Mm. And I really don't know where we're going with the final, the final part of the reunion, to be honest. I think it, we peaked at episode two for the reunion. I don't know. Do you think that? Is there any more that we need to say? What else did they talk about? Like no, that was, was it. Yeah, like, like, to Anne summarize said, the show, there really wasn't. Questions. Like Anne said, I'm going to fire up the grill, and she says, I'm so fucking ready. Well, where's what the barbecue? Where's, you know, where's the sausages and rissoles on the barbie? Like, it was missing in action. <laughs> but it was only... Sorry, Dan, go ahead. But it was like, it's... They're not going to resolve this. Like, what are they going to find? Yeah, Erica's going to admit, yeah, Tom gave me $20 million. Here's where all the money is, guys. Like... 
I don't see the point of asking those questions. Like I'm saying, like it's the Erica Thompson. I think you know Tom's not on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Don't ask those questions. You and I think in the preview for next week they are asking some of the questions of like Dorit, Kyle, Lisa. How come you did this when Erica said this? Or it's like Erica, why are you you know getting your back up when people question you about stuff when you say, "Oh, come to me." It's like we are coming to you and you don't tell us anything. So. Oh, okay. So point backwards when um, Erica was getting really upset with the ladies and she's like, why didn't you come to me as a source? Her, like, we said it again, her ego is so huge and conflated that she really isn't listening to any of the questions. Like, Garcelle's like, why couldn't you see that we could have been brought into this? And she's like, because there's nothing legally tied to each of us. And Mm -hmm. it's like, on this show, we're legally bound to you, like bound right. to you, Kanye West style, Kim Kardashian. Well, they're not bound anymore. But why are you? I don't understand why she doesn't understand. And, and we saw that as well on this episode when Crystal said, I think it was Crystal being like, "Where was your anger towards Tom? Where was your <laughs> anger toward? Where is your, you know, to the victims?" And Erica was just snapping and Taking snarling and Instagram like. Post. You know what I mean? Like she's they're coming to you with these valid questions and they you're, you're just like screaming at them and shutting them down. Yeah. And obviously saw with Sutton threatening her and being like, I'm gonna this is not a threat, this is a promise. You want honesty, and when these women are honest with you, it's about yeah. sucking and shutting it down. Like if you get bitten the first time, would you go back and keep going back to this well if all you're gonna get back is, you know, the teeth showing. Like I don't yes. need it in my life like Sutton is very much not about you know not about the drama don't start none won't be none that's and so it. it's like that's it like that's that's why I'm like cautious about how she's going to continue on with the show hmm. luckily that, I, that roller. yeah I saw a pic on the blogs today that Sutton's back filming oh. so is Erica but Sutton's back filming Sutton's back Sutton's back as a friend of the show <laughs> <laughs> that I needed to ask Dan what was the other question oh my god I'm blanking about which part of the show about it was about Erica or maybe about Mm -hmm. Sutton hold on let me catch my thoughts keep going going. (laughs) well not a lot not a lot from Sutton this episode either she only chimed in a little bit here and there oh that's what I need to ask yeah Erica's reaction to the ladies seeking legal advice where do you stand on that because for me I think it's quite reasonable to seek legal advice um I can see as much as I dislike how Erica's doing it I can see where she's coming from I think it would be hurtful because she knows where she is in the legal case and that's within her and her soul um but just have your friends be like oh I don't want to be tied up with you I think it goes back to that thing of like what we were talking about with her friendship there's facts and there's there's emotions and I think a lot of the women are on the emotional side of like you know this is their reputation they are tied to this show they are tied and Erica is a big plot point this season and has is a major cast member on this show and I think that's why they sought that legal representation it was like am I going to get tied to this and my reputation will be oh I'm sympathized with the alleged grifter right 
So that's where I think the ladies are coming from. So I think they were right, but I also think Eric is right to feel, Oh yeah. you know, that's a bit, you know, dodgy, just come to me. But then also Erica will bite your head off if you do come to her. So that's why I sit on it. No, absolutely. Um, just so you know, the episode title for this show is going to be tied to the alleged grifter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think... And I no, I completely agree. And I think with Sutton, it later came out that Sutton had offered to lend Erica money amidst the divorce. So I feel like for Sutton, she thought there was, I guess, a financial link to her. And as we as we now know, uh, the court subpoenaed Bravo for unaired footage, et cetera, et cetera, what may have transpired. So I think there was some some purpose to seek legal counsel and they didn't seek it in a formal way and I think that for Erica she should have been like appreciative appreciative is that a word she should she should have appreciated the fact yeah. that it was in a very informal context rather than you know I paid a solicitor to get the tea and dirt on you but like you said if I was Erica I would be like you shady bitches yeah you should have come to me Though they didn't seek legal counsel from their own legal counsel. Yeah, just a friend of a friend. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm. Well, that was part three. A lot of nothing. Basically. A lot of puff pieces. But actually, no, you know what? I am excited about the next one because um, Erica's going to call Sutton. uh, See you next Tuesday. Love it, our favorite word in Australia. <laughs> is it? I think it's so crass. No, do you actually use the word? Uh yes. Do you have, oh, you, no, I know have you, you ever do. seen me on Instagram live? Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. Mongrel mouth. Sorry. Like I have a very bogan streak in me. I'm very sorry, but I do. <laughs> yeah. But, but we know, I... like, but we know in the context of America, see you next Tuesday is like basically you can't get any more crass and worse and offensive for us it's like very second nature well for me it's very second nature (laughs) (laughs) well on that note um that was part three of the reunion it was everything you never wanted and everything you wanted to not see but we were fortunate enough to have a lovely guest on the show giving us diva glam giving us dorit looking out the window the absolutely adoring amazing human that is Dan, thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Your insights were really good. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Listen, this is I've um, this is all I've been watching for six months in lockdown. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. But I bought that new um housewives book. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen on Instagram. It's like that he interviewed all the housewives about like the behind the scenes drama. I want to read that. Oh. And then we can get back to you on the show and you can do a book review for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Season 12 premiere, yeah. Say after me. Oh. Yeah. 